We are Maria and Nicole. We're two secular homeschooling moms that have been been there, done that. Homeschooling preschoolers and very young children is a delightful adventure that transforms learning into joyous exploration. The intimate setting of home provides a comfortable and secure environment and helps foster strong family bonds. Yeah, it's been proven that talking, reading, and singing with your child every day makes them happier, and it also builds cognitive development. In today's episode, we're discussing this topic and sharing game-changing tips that are going to help you in your homeschool. And through these playful activities, homeschooling our youngest kiddos becomes a memorable journey filled with laughter, curiosity, and the sheer joy of exploring the world together. And as usual, we want to stress that our podcast is an inclusive space for your everyday parents that are looking for education options. We are not here to convince you to homeschool. Uh, We want to stress that you need to do what works for your child and for your family. Every family is different. Absolutely. And you know your children best. So uh, feel free to take what advice or information you get from here that works for you and chuck the rest. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Maria. How's it going? It's going great. I haven't seen you now. It's We're doing this every other week, so I don't get to see you and do this every week now. I know. It's very weird. We have to get back on the trail and start walking. Now that my toe is healing, yes. I'm ready to do it. I know. We're going to go back to our Tuesday hill walk. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I oh haven't been ready to, like, tackle that. Yeah. But. That <laughs> neighborhood, those hills are something. That's a quad burner for sure. It is. The only hills in Texas. Well, what have you been up to? <laughs> Oh my gosh, well, I went and saw the movie last night, The Boys in the Boat. Oh, you read that book, didn't you? Yes, you know that is one of my favorite. Like, during COVID, like, I found that book in my neighborhood's little library, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, a book about rowing, Hitler, I forget what else. But I was like, this is not a book that would interest me, but I was trying to push myself out of my shell, and I read it, and I was like, this is the best book I've ever read. And I've since then bought, like, a million copies of it. I've given it to, like, everybody I know. Not me? Well, I'll bring one. (laughs) I have it. I've read everything by the author. He's incredible. And so I saw the movie last night. They made it into a movie. George Clooney was the director. And it was awesome. Okay. Well, I like to watch a movie after reading the book. So I'm going to have to read it first. Read it first. It's a really, really, really good book. And there's a young reader's version, too. So I'm going to post this in the show notes, you guys. Yeah. Read this book. Have your kids read it. It just really is a phenomenal story of inspiration, perseverance. It's really cool. And it has a million different ways you can, like, rabbit hole off. There's a whole thing on boat making. There's a whole thing on World War II. There's a whole thing on Jesse Owens, who's one of the most celebrated black athletes in the 20th century. It's just so much cool stuff. All right. I'm going to put it on my Goodreads. Good. Yeah. Do it. All right. What have you been up to? Well, the cold snap in Texas Mm -hmm. has not been fun. And the theater is in the mall. It got bought last year by a developer and they're going to be going through this huge construction project. They're demoing some of it, adding to it. And I guess they're not really paying attention to the HVAC system because we went there last night and it was colder inside the theater than it was in Texas oh winter. Gosh. Oh my goodness. It was so cold. They were handing out blankets for Like the colder audience. than normal. I feel like whenever we were in that one like theater in there, like not the Rodenbaugh one, but the other one, mm-hmm. we always brought blankets anyway because in the summer you'd sit and the air conditioning would be so freezing. Yeah, that's hot compared to how it oh is now. Gosh. It is so cold. And I feel bad for all of the people that are working so hard on these productions because they don't have any control. The mall who they are yeah. leasing the space 
he's from is they have control over that. It's oh so gosh. cold. But anyway, that's what I've been doing is freezing, wearing my Uggs everywhere. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I know. Well, I'm happy to like wear sweaters and boots. Everybody has memes out this week that's like 29 is better than 115, <laughs> you know, and I agree. I'd rather be cold than overly hot. Oh, I would rather it be hot. I do not like the cold at all. Anyway, so the show I saw last night is the Drowsy Chaperone. It's what they're putting on right now. It's their competition piece. Yeah, for the high school Broadway of Dallas. So they are entering this piece into that competition. And they entered for the first time last year. And they got, four, I think, four nominations. So hopefully they're going to get some awards this year. I'm excited. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. It was a great show. I saw pictures, and it looked amazing. It looked like it had a really cool set and everything. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about our younger homeschoolers. I love young homeschoolers. I know we've spent a lot of time on high schoolers. We need to get back to our little people. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that are really just starting. They might have a preschooler or even a toddler, and they're really curious. They're like, how do I get started? But, you know, homeschooling young kids was probably my absolute favorite time. I love our teens and our young adults, but those three to six-year-olds were so much fun. So much fun. I've talked before about how I kind of fell into homeschooling because I didn't really feel that pressure to put my two little kids into school just for, you know, socialization or whatever. I already had two little social people. But I really wanted them home with me, and I wanted to get to experience all the fun things with them at this age. Oh, yeah, for sure. My now 20-year-old daughter, she was super social from a really young age. We were in a La Leche League playgroup. I know that you're a leader I of am. La Leche League. Yeah. And so she was only 17 months old. And a lot of our friends from that playgroup that we started uh, started to leave one by one because they were starting to put their kids into preschool. Yeah, same here. Yeah. And I didn't want her to want to feel like she had to go to school just to have friends. So that's when we joined our first homeschool group. And Fortunately, there were a lot of younger siblings in that group, and these are kids that she's grown up with from the ripe old age of 17 months, and one of them is actually her college roommate. Yeah, there's so many friends that we met through that very same thing. Even though you and I lived in different states at the time, like I have very similar experience. You and I have lived parallel lives in we have. states. It's kind of funny. Like if we had been here, we would have been in that same group together. But yeah, and we still do have very good friends that are kids that we met through La Leche Liga's babies and toddlers. For sure, yeah. That was a fun time. It was. And, you know, with the popularity of homeschooling, a lot of families are wanting to start homeschooling earlier and earlier for those same reasons. Some people even know that they want to homeschool before they even get pregnant, and they're really eager to get started. That's always completely amazing to me when somebody's like, oh, yeah, we're going to homeschool, and she's touching her belly. (laughs) (laughs) Homeschool these babies that aren't born yet. Well, it's become more mainstream, that's for sure. But getting started doesn't mean that you have to sit down at a desk with workbooks or a curriculum. Just the simple act of engaging in daily conversations and reading sessions and sing-alongs. It's not only a lot of fun, but it's really a fundamental and enriching aspect of their early development. Oh, for sure. Talking, reading, singing together, these all play a pivotal role in nurturing various aspects of a child's growth. Language acquisition, cognitive skills, even emotional well-being. For sure, regular conversations contribute to expanding their vocabulary, and a rich language environment is crucial for development. It strongly influences early language, vocabulary, reading, and math skills, as well as their social development. 
And cuddling up on the couch with a great book and sharing stories fosters a love for reading and also enhances their vocabulary and their imagination. Right. Research shows that some young children are exposed to more language in their homes than other children. And the difference in the number of words and back and forth conversations to which children are exposed is called the word gap. Oh, yeah. And this word gap is super significant. By three, there's a whopping 30 million word gap between children. And that means that these kids at the lower end heard 30 million fewer words. That's crazy. Yeah, it really is. Researchers can already tell a difference between these kids by 18 months. So when we get those listeners reaching out, asking what they can do with their very young child, this is definitely the episode for you. Yeah, there are tons of ways to improve this word gap, many of which we're going to talk about today. And all children, no matter how young, listen to people talk. It's how they learn new words, and it's how they begin to understand the world around them. So just talking to your kids throughout your day is such a fantastic way to support their development. Yeah, and singing together, and with its rhythmic and melodic elements, not only it enhances language skills, but it also makes for happier children and strengthens your bond with them. I've always sang to my kids. I've had a song (laughs) for everything. I've talked about this before. We had a getting up and starting your day song, a breakfast song, getting in your car seat song. (laughs) I still sing these songs to my kids, by the way. I really do. They're 16 and 20 years old right now. And it made them happy when they were little. But now maybe it makes for happy moms. Right. Um, (laughs) You can sing to me here on the podcast if you'd like. Oh, my gosh. I can't do that. I might have a have to have a couple cocktails. First. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe that's when we need the wine. Probably not right now in the morning. But <laughs> so let's get started on some of these helpful tips. There's a lot of creative and educational ideas that we're going to talk about. Number one is conversations during activities. Engage in conversations with your kids during everyday activities, like when you're cooking, cleaning, playing, getting dressed. This all helps build vocabulary and language skills. You can talk to your kids as you go about your day, like, hey, I'm making food here in the kitchen. I'm like, we're getting in the car. We're getting ready for bed. Talk anytime, all the time. Right. And also get down on their level. You want to tune in and listen to what they have to say. If your toddler says truck, you can say, yeah, we saw a truck today. You can also respond to babbling or even silence. If your child doesn't yet speak, look at what they're doing or pointing to and use these moments to talk with them. Yeah, they don't have to be talking back with you. Um, You can add new vocabulary words to the ones children are already using when you're talking to them. If your child says banana, you can say, oh, do you want a banana? This is a very healthy food. Right. Um, You can also restate children's language using correct grammar. So if they're, you know, saying something, you can say it back to them, but with grammar in the right places. Yeah, and don't be afraid to use adult words. People love to baby talk to young kids, but if you talk to them with normal language, you'll be surprised at how much they can articulate. And, you know, a lot of people like to repeat what the child repeats because they're trying. I mean, they might not have that physical ability to say words, but that doesn't mean that they're not trying. So you shouldn't try to repeat them. They're trying to repeat you. So say it correctly. Exactly. You know, my my youngest, Jillian, from a very young age, people were always telling us like, oh, she's very articulate. Oh, she talks like a grown up. You know, she was speaking in full sentences early on. 
and this wasn't because Jillian was brilliant or anything like that. I mean, she's she smart. is brilliant. She's a smart kid, but it was because she was the third, you know, and so she was around all these people older than her that already had kind of finessed language and speaking, and so that's what she then would model, right? So ask stimulating and developmentally appropriate questions. This can help boost the language environment. Ask your kids what they are doing. And also have them connect playing to their own lives. For example, are they playing with Legos? You can build a little house and put a Lego person inside. And you can ask your child what that Lego person is doing inside their house. Ask them what they're doing or how something works. And you don't want to stress out your kids with questions. These are just light exchanges during play. And some people get really intense in their <laughs> teacher-student roles, as most of us have been really programmed what education should be and what it should look like from the public school system. Some parents ask a question and they really want their kid to answer, almost like it's an exam. But remember, this is just engagement and conversation. Keep in mind that your parent and child first and educating them is just an expansion on this. You've been teaching them all their life. Oh, absolutely. And so for children with limited language, giving them a choice can help them respond more easily to questions. For example, you can say, did you use crayons or markers to draw that picture? Uh, would you like to do this activity or that activity? Ask open-ended questions, not yes and no questions. And that's going to encourage them to keep talking. Right. And you can gradually increase the complexity of your questions as your child progresses in their development. Right. Children can learn big, new, interesting words just through repeated exposures. Yeah. So just a reminder that this is a weekly episode. We drop one every Thursday morning just for you. And if you have any additional ideas or comments, please come and comment on our Facebook page on the episode thread or send us an email at info at btdthomeschool.com. We'd really love to hear from you. So you know our answer to everything is reading books. <laughs> it is. It's because both of us really value great literature and sharing this with our children. Reading is the cornerstone of all education and higher learning. So it's essential to start habits when your kids are young. And I'm not talking about reading instruction. We're talking about teaching them how to really enjoy a story. And that's where the love of books really does begin. So set aside dedicated time for reading books together. Choose a variety of books. Choose ones with color pictures and simple language but you can also choose higher quality books with rich vocabulary right it doesn't even matter that the kids don't understand some of the language for example Peter Pan that book which probably has some problematic content it's very old but the language in that book is beautiful and so many people would search out an adaptation because they would be like my kids don't understand the story they're not going to understand this language but like often kids already know the story so listening to that language is still well and also if you went with that mindset i mean a baby doesn't understand would you just not talk to the baby right i mean exactly. we're always trying to advance them so you have to talk yeah it's all words that it's are all beyond. about exposure it really it, is it's not necessarily about understanding it's about exposure you can discuss the story, the characters, encourage them to ask questions. Like sometimes that's what's good about reading a book that may be a little bit above their level. Have them narrate back to you what a story or a book or a chapter is about. You might be surprised at what your kids are actually gleaning out of a story. Yeah, for sure. That you might have thought they weren't ready for yet. Right. Pick books or let your kids pick books about topics that they find interesting. Ask questions that relate to your child's experiences or their interests. Right. And, uh, you know, feel free to stop in a story 
story and ask children to make predictions about what they think is going to happen next. Like, ooh, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> like, what do you think they're going to do about that? Right. And you can also have them make up their own stories about those characters. I talked about this in previous episodes that my children would make up their own stories and I would type them out and print them out into their own little personalized books. Oftentimes these were inspired by stories that we read. I love that. I've, have you also seen where people have had a kid describe like a monster to them and then they print up like a picture of what that looks like and it's always like super crazy but yeah. like awesome at the same time kids yeah. have incredible imaginations they really do and if you're not already plugged into your local library get familiar with it you can get your child their own library card make regular trips there and expose them to a variety of books we loved story time at the library when my kids were little and so many wonderful families have become dear friends from those moments Mm -hmm. library story time has always been one of our favorite activities oh my gosh I have so many great memories of the song lady at the library there's (laughs) like a library that we used to go to when my kids were babies there was a, this beanbag song and like I have two friends on Facebook and every now and then we'll go on a tangent about the remember throw the beanbag and catch it was like the best song <laughs> I, I've looked for it online I can't even find it I don't even she was playing it on like a record <laughs> Probably. (laughs) But it was awesome. But again, you know, go to the library, have your kids pick out books they're interested in, as well as you can make choices off your list. Like some parents are really controlling about their like book list for kids, like because there are a million, like I do collect book lists and I love that. But I also let my kids pick out their stuff and then we mix them all in together and then you end up reading all of them. Right. You can also incorporate songs into your daily routine and singing helps with language development and can make activities a lot more enjoyable. Like I said earlier, use simple, repetitive songs to make it easy for them to sing along. You can also have a good morning song and putting on your shoes song like I talked about. Yeah, I mean, a lot of preschools do that with their like cleanup song. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we totally took that from like a Barney. Yeah, a Barney. Yeah, everybody knows that one. Do your share. Kids love that. (laughs) We also we had this toy growing up. It was from Blue's Clues. It was about the solar system, the planets. And we all still have that song memorized the sun's a hot star and I can't tell you how many times it has helped us in a trivia like (laughs) situation so play your music you know and play music in the car there are so many kids artists that we devoured when my kids were younger Lori Berkner is awesome Dan Zanes like we went and saw him in concert and I swear the moms were like fangirling over him Justin Roberts he's one of my favorite kid artists but and you know I love those Beethoven wig CDs Oh, um, those are so good. CDs. Uh, the compilations of songs. I just realized the other day that my washing machine, when it's done, it plays this Chopin number. Like, <laughs> it went off and I started singing the words to it. I was like, oh my gosh, that is from Beethoven's Wig. My rice maker has a little jingle like that. <laughs> it, it might be. It might be <laughs> Mozart. You never know. We also love to listen to grown-up music, too. I mean, I, I got some Justin Timberlake and Rihanna oh, yeah. on my playlist. I mean, you kids. have a musician, yeah. so I do. I'm yeah. sure you well, listen he's... to a lot of grown-up music. He so. always puts John Mayer on when he's in my car. But I've heard him play a lot of uh, different classic artists and stuff. It seems <laughs> yeah. awesome. Uh, you can also sing karaoke. This you is love karaoke. yeah. This is not only a favorite activity in our home, but it also helped my kids learn how to read. So if you're struggling with a new reader literally just give them a microphone and put a YouTube karaoke song on and they're singing along with those words. Yep, I love that. I've had many a karaoke experience at your house. Um, 
we also really enjoyed classes like music together, kinder music. Um, these are really, you know, for younger kids. But sometimes, you know, we brought the older sibling along in the class for the baby and they were rocking out, too. So <laughs> I really loved those kind of activities where you're just singing together and having a good time. Yeah, we did one through the city here. So the city. Rec- oh, yeah, that's a great place to check for those. They often have yeah, classes discount. like that and they're pretty, pretty inexpensive. Yeah, we did one. It was like a parachute, but it was also song and they had a bunch of percussion instruments they handed out to the kids i love the parachute yeah it was a lot of fun yeah but we sang too while we did yeah you can also play rhyming games and that really enhances their phonics awareness encourage them to come up with words that rhyme with everyday objects or create silly rhymes together i'm really good at this all the time (laughs) i love i bet you are i do this all the time still with my adult friends they just kind of roll their eyes at me no it's funny that's how they know like you're a mom this is also a great way to encourage older siblings to play or teach younger siblings one of my kids work box assignments was to do this uh i had like this book of finger plays you know little like the beehive and the finger you know the here are all the bees and they did that with their toddler sister when they were little that was one of their assignments and she loved it and and they loved it too they would laugh and laugh and laugh oh that's so fun nursery rhymes are a great way to encourage speech and vocabulary and memorization work actually the this week's freebie some really beautiful nursery rhyme posters you can hang them up and sing along and your child can follow along with the words maybe they'll do a little phonetic awareness there i love that i love nursery rhymes you also can introduce letters and numbers through playful activities Uh, we've talked about this a lot in other episodes um use alphabet and number magnets you can sing counting songs you can create simple crafts that relate to like specific letters or numbers yeah letter of the day or a letter of the week is a fun way to do this and it's really great for preschoolers just starting to learn to recognize letters and in the infancy of reading yeah there's just so many it's a great jumping off point you can go a lot of directions with that yeah for sure And after you finish listening to this episode, be sure to visit our website. We're going to write up all of the show notes and have links to everything that we're talking about. So it's just really easy for you to access and reference. Every week, I like to create free resources that complement that episode. So be sure to sign up to our newsletter so you don't miss any of that exclusive content. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, we would love it if you went out there and gave us a thumbs up or even comment on the episode thread. So you can also try exploring nature together. Hopefully you're already doing this because, you know, this is one of my uh, passionate subjects. Yeah, you're a certified naturalist, right? A master naturalist. And I lead a hiking group with kids that we've done since they were teeny tiny. But um, yeah, explore nature together. Discuss different colors, shapes, textures you find while you're out on your walk. This not only encourages conversation, but it also fosters an appreciation for the world around you. One fall, we went out and we collected a bunch of dried leaves and berries and things throughout the neighborhood, and we took them home, and we, I took Elmer's glue, and we drew out letters, and we sprinkled it on the glue, yeah, and made little letters and made a huge sign, and um, so we made nature signs like that. So each one, like one was like little pieces of fern, and one was twigs, and one was berries, and one was crushed up leaves. It was, I love and that. it was like glitter, uh, you know, it stuck to the Elmer's glue, and then we just yeah. hung up the sign. It was. Really really fun that's adorable I love nature crafts like that as, yeah as long as you're not using remember the time we went up to like Sharkarosa and the lady was using um silver leaf nightshade and their collage materials oh yeah that's not good I know I was like those are toxic and she was like <laughs> what 
<laughs> I had to like look it up for her. She was yeah. she was like, oops. Yeah, you want to be aware of what you're collecting. And also do it, don't do it in a nature preserve and yes. make sure that you leave nothing behind and also take nothing. Yeah, leave no trace. So do this and, in your yeah. neighborhood. And don't <laughs> grab feathers. A lot of people like to pick up bird feathers. Backyard. Don't do it. Yeah, don't. No, but yeah, what is that? The um, Migratory Bird Act? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know that, that you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. We talked so. about that on our nature episode. We did. There were a lot of good ideas on there. So yeah. this, yeah, nature talk, nature walk, do it. <laughs> You can also have some field guides and learn how to identify different animals and birds and plants or trees when you're on your little hikes. Those are always fun. I know. There was a whole, uh, something I saw in like a Charlotte Mason group once, like somebody talked about if your kids can memorize, you know, 200 different Star Wars characters, then they can learn to identify the 10 or 20 trees and plants that are native to your region. And that's true. Kids have like a huge capacity for memorization. So you can definitely learn all of that. Yep, absolutely. And honestly, you know, some of our best talks have been while we're walking. You know, it's often easier to talk side by side than face to face. So just getting out there and just walking and talking with your kids or, you know, having other people with you too, like is a great way to encourage conversation. Right, for sure. You can also encourage imaginative play where your preschooler or young child can use their creativity and language skills. And this could involve playing house or pretending to be animals or creating their own stories. We always love to have like a big dress up bin and they would put on different hats. And we actually made, um, we were huge fans and still are of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, uh, the book and also the movie. Mm -hmm. And my kids, we made custom Karatikus Potts costumes and they would... I hung up a big sheer in my living room and that was their curtain and they would oh, I do love this. That. I actually have that. Now that Cameron's in theater, I should I should show that to him. He was so cute. They That's made water so whenever they threw water on Kereticus to put him out because they thought that he was on fire. Yeah. They cut up little pieces of blue construction paper. Oh my gosh. That. It was, they, they thought that themselves and they were That's little. so funny. So fun. I know my in-laws used to have this little like three steps that went from the bedroom section into the living room of their house and um, the cousin and my kids would always do shows whenever they were there they would put on performances for everybody and they were they were funny my mother-in-law had like some dress-up clothes and they had props and it was hilarious I have like hours and hours of videos of these shows that they would put on you also can use puppets to create like fun and interactive storytelling sessions I still have a box of puppets up in my playroom Oh, you do? I do. I do. And remember, we were going to make a puppet for BTDT Homeschool for uh, Polly the Possum, who always comes by. (laughs) Well, they also have this at the libraries. They have like little puppet theaters and puppets that we always use. I used to have a full on puppet theater. It it would always come apart at playdates, though. And like people would, the wood dowels would become swords, which (laughs) got a little out of hand sometimes. But yeah, no, we really love puppets. We still get out the crocodile puppet and have it bite our dog. And we talked about, I mean, probably if you're a homeschooler or of that mindset, you probably already are plugged into your library. But like I said earlier, if you're not, plug in because it's a lot more than story time. There's a whole play area with that encourages imagination and playtime and yeah, get there. They're redoing our library right now. But yeah, encourage your preschooler to, you know, make up their own stories, characters, all of that through imaginative play is awesome. And, you know, you can remember to adapt these activities based on your child's interests and developmental stage. The key is to make learning enjoyable and to foster a positive attitude toward language and literacy. 
Yeah, the daily ritual of talking, reading, and singing creates a supportive and stimulating environment, and it really lays a strong foundation for a child's lifelong learning journey. It fosters their curiosity, their creativity, and creates a lifelong love for learning, which is what we're always talking about trying to create and instill create in our love children. Of learning. Yeah. I love it. And being able to tailor activities to a child's unique interests and pace of development is like one of the best things about homeschooling. You have that freedom and that flexibility to choose and and interactive lessons, and it really turns every day into an opportunity for discovery and growth. From hands-on experiments that spark curiosity to creative arts and craft projects, you really can unleash their imagination. Homeschooling fosters a love of learning that goes way beyond textbooks in a classroom. It really does. All right, that wraps up today's episode. Yeah. That was a good one. I like that. I always like talking about the littles. That's I'm going to so go fun. home and wake up Jillian with our old good morning song. <laughs> I did that. Cameron had to be to an early class at the college this last week, and I did the wake up song, and I rubbed his back, and he's like, Mom, Mom. Oh, yeah. Like, she would hate it. like that. Well, she's in um, she's in Singing in the Rain right now, so I'll be popping in there with a good morning, good morning. <laughs> She'll love <laughs> it. One. I guarantee. All right. So tune in next time for episode 62. It is Black History Month, but we want to talk in our homeschool about celebrating black history all year long, not all just long. one month. Exactly. There's a lot of history to cover. See you next time. See you next time. Cheers. Be sure to check us out on our website at btdthomeschool.com, as in been there, done that, btdthomeschool.com. You can join our mailing list and get news and updates on future podcasts. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at the BTDT Been There, Done That Homeschool Podcast. Bye.